Uh, guys, I think uh, now that I am the neighborhood hero, I need you to treat me with more respect than you're used to doing. Um, All right, douche nozzle. Yeah, I think that's the... Uh, How about a flaming bag of turd? Yeah, no, I mean, maybe leaving wreaths made out of flowers or perhaps some baked goods at my front your door. Your ploy for respect isn't happening. Oh, I'll bake some goods and leave them at your front door. They're brewing right now. Make a damn podcast. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode 258, post-hurricane, baby. Woo! Brought to you by our Give Me Five patrons. Check us out now at patreon.com slash give me five podcast. like to think that this is an entertaining show about some entertaining things we talk about things like pop culture entertainment news movies music books uh, i think we're skipping florida this week we've got so much to cover being that we missed a week so yeah anything that caught our eye yeah, so so my as we were talking about before the thing my we did have a hurricane um at a certain point last week there, I was watching the track, and it gives you like the cone of uncertainty, but it gives you that line right in the middle of it, and quite literally, the line went across the like you know as you're heading into my neighborhood, there's like that one stop sign like halfway mm-hmm. up the road. The line literally like went across that road, and like uh, over the entrance of my neighborhood into like the Starbucks. Um, that was not the final track; it wasn't that far off. But so I was sitting here like oh, I'm safe and sound, and then I looked at the line, and I was like. Uh-oh. Uh oh, we did have some flooding. So, because you of had that, a lot of flooding. I actually didn't have any, but yeah. Well, the lake across the way flooded. Um, my dumbass river turned, or your street turned into a river. My dumbass did swim out into the lake to try to clear up the the drainage system, hoping that I wouldn't get sucked into it. Because there's always that one story in the news of like someone that survives the hurricane but like drowns in a canal afterwards or something. Like I knew I was going to be that person. So I went out there and I actually, it's really hard swimming with two shovels, which I had to do to try to clear this thing. But I, when I was finally clearing it, I, I strapped myself to a uh, neighbor's wakeboard. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. So that I could like, no, I didn't strap myself like that. Yeah. I was going to go shoot at the drain. (laughs) I got this. That's not what I was saying. How deep was the drain from where you were? Um, it was about seven feet off the shore. Uh, the water was up over all of the reeds on the side of the shore. Sure. The w- but like, were you able to stand? Uh, I was able to stand if I was, I was standing on the, I put the shovel on the drain and I was able to stand on the top of the shovel. Like I was trying to force it into the ground and that kept my head out of the water. Oh, so, it so was I was using the shovel whatever. like, um, like a pogo stick or something. Yeah. So it was like seven feet or yeah. something. Um, wow. uh, but I, that is actually the first time I was ever in fresh water, not like a pool or like I've swum in the ocean. I've done that. I've never swam in a lake. And it was, I know why, because like there was all sorts of things swinging around my feet and like I have all sorts of weirdly yeah. shaped bug bites and things on me. It's it's nice. Um, Rob is going to come over later yeah. and rub ointment on them. Mm-hmm. Rub ointment where? Wherever I, wherever he wants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
I got my gloves ready. Let's do this. (laughs) Oh, you're nice. You're going to wear gloves this time? Well, I'm going to rub it on your (laughs) prostate. So, yes. I don't think anything got there. Maybe a. No, I got to make sure. I got. I got to make sure. He's such a Rob. You're being thorough. That's right. He's such a thorough medical professional and and tender lover. (laughs) My name is Jerry, and I'm joined by Bill. What's up? Hello. And Dave. Uh, Hi. (laughs) 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 This week we're going to talk about the Netflix series The Imperfects. Another... I love that I was all just like, yeah, Rob this, Rob that, Rob that. He's like, my name is Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Another Disney remake, Dahmer, Interview with a Vampire, and the Billy Bob Thornton throwback, Goliath. Now, question. Yes. Are we discussing Hocus Pocus 2 this week? Yeah. Sure. Why not? There's so much So stuff we'll also up. discuss Hocus Pocus 2. Did, did what it, is it? Hocus Pocus Two? What? <laughs> the the uh the wrath of Pocus. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's not, is that re- is that really what no, it's called? I made that up while I was. It's called Hocus okay, Pocus Two. Awesome. Okay, I really want it to be the wrath of Pocus, but it, it um, is now. That's fair enough. <laughs> it shall forever hence be called the wrath of Pocus. What Thank happens you. when I write the notes after like eight hours straight of grading projects? That is fair. Grading papers sucks. Uh, well, eight hours of it. Um, we will not, on purpose, we're not going to spoil Wrath of Pocus or any of the other things, but not on purpose. We might. It's a review show, so spoilers can happen. Just work with us. You know this. This isn't new information. Uh, we're going to definitely try even extra hard to avoid major twists, which I, I don't know if there are in the other things because I only watched one of them. Um, so if we're talking about something you haven't seen, if you haven't read or you haven't listened to it, whatever it is that we're talking about, use your own discretion. You can always come back to it later. Uh, we definitely don't want you to be angry about us spoiling something. I, I kind of want you um, to be a little angry. At who? At whoever. Rob. At Greg. Let's just say Rob. Uh, send all emails to Greg. Send all the emails to Greg about how even though G- Rob and I spoiled something, Greg's really the one at fault. Fair. And the evil things okay. that you want to do to him. <laughs> glove or no glove. That's right. Fair enough. <laughs> I've given up on caring. Do we have any do we have any news? There's, news. There's a little bit of news. This right? news was sent to me by Rob, but I put it on the list anyway. Mm-hmm. So but I'm gonna let you take it anyway, because you you divergenized me for it. I I was kind of sitting around and somebody had mentioned that there was a uh, that there was some news that was released about a movie that is finally being being uh, teased. And so we can expect it to come. I think it's 2024. Deadpool three. Oh, yeah, is underway. The the poster for it is magnificent. Did you did you see the yeah. uh, the Twitter reveal by Ryan Reynolds, by the way, who? Who else could have played Deadpool as perfectly as Ryan Reynolds? Right. That's another one of those just like perfect castings. Yeah, no. And he he owned it from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. The well, only one that maybe owns a role a little bit more might be Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Hint hint. Possibly. But in this oh, in this little uh in this little Twitter uh I don't even know what you call him. We'll just call it a tweet. 
In this tweet, Ryan Reynolds puts out a video that's only like a couple seconds long, and he talks about Deadpool 3 and how they've been they've been struggling with it and trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, he had to do some soul searching, and he's got nothing. <laughs> and at the end, he says, so we're not sure what to do. Um, and some somebody walks past in the background, and he goes, hey, Hugh, you want to play Wolverine again? And he goes, sure, Ryan, as he's walking up the stairs. And then Ryan just looks at the camera and like raises his eyebrows and the music hits. It's just so perfect. That's so good. A couple of things there. One of my favorite things when they do in commercials or other things along those lines is when they make it seem like everyone just kind of lives together. Like Hugh Jackman yeah. is just randomly living at uh, Ryan Reynolds', Ryan Reynolds house, house, which is great. It just makes that that type of stuff always makes me laugh. And I just That's and I so also good. love celebrity like fake celebrity feuds. Like the whole Hugh Jackman oh, versus, but these two are Reynolds, so good. Like when they're always bickering yep. with each other, I love that. Like the I'm I'm fucking Matt Damon thing with with Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon and Sarah Silverman. <laughs> yeah, I watch yeah. that video at least once a year. Still, um, still funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those are always but, good. Uh, what do you think? Uh, like, I mean, obviously, I'm really happy. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna see it. I well, mean, yeah, obviously, but I'm really happy that. Marvel has already come out, or Disney slash Marvel has already come out and said, yeah, we're not going to go back to PG-13, PG. That's good. That's the... Yeah. Yeah, because that would have that would have been a uh, a death blow for Deadpool. Yeah, it would have been... Deadpool's got to okay, be so an they, R-rated film. So it is going to continue along the same yeah. lines as it has been. I really think that they did the test with that PG-13 version that they released after Deadpool 2 to see what they could do in the future. I really that's my personal feeling about that is that they were like, okay, we're going to release this thing as our get our money there. And then when it gets on Disney Plus, have a a PG-13 version and an R version that people can and see if we can make it work. Or do you think that to see if they can make it work is what I was thinking, both financially and uh, story wise, Hmm. personally. Did you see the PG-13 version? I did not. It has extra stuff in it, apparently. I did. I did not see it. Apparently, it's based on uh, it's actually based on the Princess Bride where it's like all in a way, all told like a story. Oh. With with uh, Fred Savage, too. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait it's re-edited? The, they, re-ed- they added stuff at the beginning and the end that made it seem like you know, Fred Savage was being told a story by Ronald Reynolds instead of his grandfather. No way. That's so good. I didn't know that. So they could leave out certain things and make a big joke about it. Oh, that's the magical ding. You know, ding! You know what that means. Someone said that. Someone said that was the magic thing. (laughs) Someone said the magic word, and that magic word today is is genital warts. Sixty percent movie. Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) Or genital warts. That's fine too. (laughs) It's weird because no one said it. This must mean that someone was thinking it. Somebody was thinking it. Correct. It was. (laughs) The word of the day is. Ding, genital warts. Yes. <laughs> I was I was trying to consider whether or not I was going to wear the gloves when I rubbed the ointment on Greg's genital warts. Oh, ding! Oh, there we go. Ding! There you go. I hate. Um, if anyone <laughs> would like to start in a podcast talking about pop culture stuff, I'm more than happy to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, well, listen, I'm a huge Deadpool, 3, Deadpool awesome. fan. Yay. Good. Um, but I'm also. I really am a huge fan of the show Community. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite comedy shows of all time. One of the best of all time. And um, especially of, working in a college. Some of the some of the ridiculousness is like 
people are like, oh, that's unrealistic. No, it's not. No, no, it's not unrealistic at all. Um, of course, also created by the same person that created Rick and Morty. So that's pretty awesome. Um, but the big thing with community has always been six seasons in a movie. Right? Well, we got the six seasons part. And now? Got a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, all of the main actors, except for uh, Donald Glover and one of the other ones, posted on the same day on Twitter, uh, and a movie, dot, or dot, 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 and a movie, as the announcement. Cool. So most of the cast will be back. They're still trying to figure out, I guess, if, uh, if Donald Glover will come back. He kind of became a huge star after the fact. I hope he does, because his character, Troy, is one of my favorites in that yeah. show. He's so I love good. Donald Glover. He just he, personally, he seems like one of those people that's so smart that he's incapable of being happy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm. like interesting. Like that's just okay. always the opinion. Like the opinion I get from him. He, like he's a brilliant dude. He's a. I mean, he went to Harvard. I think maybe he is a brilliant guy. He was, I mean, he's a big. You know, he wrote for Thirty Rock. He's just a smart dude. But you know those people that are like, you go to a concert and you're like, oh man, that was fun, and be like, yeah, but you know what's happening in Myanmar right now. <laughs> I know that I just saw poison. I, I do know I, what's happening in Myanmar, but but your show was good. <laughs> yeah, like but I just saw Brett Michaels dancing next to two naked la- laser girls, and like that's <laughs> I don't want to think about Myanmar right now. Um, I can't even pronounce it right, but I just forget that feeling. But I'm hoping he will come back. Uh, do he you, seems like he would be a chill guy, actually, like a cool. That's funny that you say that because I feel like he'd be like a cool guy to to like hang with and just like have a drink with or whatever. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't maybe. know. I might, maybe I've seen a lot of interviews with them and stuff, so maybe that. But beyond that, um, I have not. When uh, when uh, Joel McHale tweeted it, he tagged his co-hosts and he tagged uh, J- at Jillian A, which is not which is a problem because he stars in the show with Jillian Jacobs, whose Twitter handle is not, not Jillian Anderson. Yeah, whose Twitter handle is Jillian <laughs> J, not Jillian A. So he tweeted uh, Jillian Anderson of X Files fame, and she. Was like I'm not who you're looking for, but I'll be in it if you want. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, I hope she's in it. She's awesome. Yeah, she's great. Actually, <clears throat> I loved Betty White in that show when she was the, 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 the uh, anthropology teacher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they had to work together to like build a thing. And she would like, and she, that was cool. And all of the stuff was like this weird sexual stuff, if I remember correctly, like, from uh-huh. like all of the tribes that she went to live with. So. And then, what, and I think was she was that her? Was, I think that was the same storyline. She was like drinking out of a thing, and it was like pee. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's so fucking weird. Yeah. That was awesome. So anyway, uh, that's <clears> coming. <throat> that will be on Peacock, I believe. Um, so that will be in probably a year or so as well. So that gets us to all of our topics. Uh, someone talk about something. Uh, what do we want to do first? Uh, I'm, I'm very what interested in, in the imperfects because I on, to, okay. actually I'll tease this one when I started watching the imperfects is when I saw that tr- that hurricane track going directly over my house and I was like oh shit so I watched the first episode but I couldn't get my brain around it because all I was thinking of is like you know did I leave my hose outside <laughs> like, mm. you know, do I have to put towels around my windows do I have to, so mm. I need to rewatch it Fair enough. Okay. 
Well, The Imperfects is a series that was released on Netflix, and it actually caught my eye when it was released on September 8th. I just hadn't gotten around to it. So it was actually released September 8th of this year, and it stars uh, Morgan Taylor Campbell, Italia Ricci, Rihanna Yagpal, Jagpal, Inyaki Godoy, Kira Zagorski, Reese Nicholson, Celia Martin, or Selena Martin, sorry, Janicea Lagutin, Lagutin, I don't know, <laughs> Rekha Sharma, and Ron Selmer. And the the basic storyline is is after an experimental gene therapy turns them into monsters, three twenty somethings band together to hunt down the scientist responsible and force him to make them human again. Now, th- this this will actually come up later in the episode, but the the experiments basically turn one of them into a banshee, turns one of them into a succubus, and turns one of them into a chupacabra. The the show itself is for me it was really kind of entertaining. Um I loved the chemistry between the three lead characters, the two girls and the guy. The story was fun. There, there was there was one WTF moment in the later episodes. Um, kind of like, why, why are you doing that? Just go, just go do this. What are you, what are you doing? Stop that. Um, kind of, kind of one of those moments. But the, this overall, the story still flowed nicely. The acting was amazing. It was, it was really, really good. Um, I'll. I'll probably be watching it a second time through once I introduce Jen to the show because I I think this is something that she'll really like as well. Um and it's not so much that they're monsters as much as they have powers that you know they were given by the genetic experience. So they're not like quote unquote monsters except for maybe the um the one guy who turns into a chupacabra. But you know the the first season is all about them kind of trying to get rid of their powers or wanting to be rid of their powers because it's ruining their lives. But as the show progresses, they kind of learn to control their powers. And so then at the end, it's kind of like, well, do we really want to get rid of these? I don't know. I've been able to go several hours without wanting to eat an entire live goat. (laughs) Maybe I, you know, exactly, exactly. But the, I mean, the, the show is really good. I, it's not well i mean it's outlandish in that you know they they have these ridiculous powers but and there's there's a couple of instances where you're like all right because there's this there's this nebulous uh quasi governmental organization one of those kind of organizations that operates outside the laws and i mean they have like full hit squads and and like armored vehicles and shit, and nobody really notices all this stuff driving around. It's like mm, I'd think at some point somebody would ask a question, but they're not really cops. They're not affiliated with the government or whatever. So I, I, I there, there's some questions in regards to that. If you don't look too deeply into that, you know, it's 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 enjoyable. I would totally sign up to be part chupacabra. Oh no no no! Not part chupacabra. He turns into the chupacabra and blacks out. Uh At least in the first couple of episodes. I went to the University of Florida. I'm used to that. Oh, well, there you go. Blacking out and waking up smeared in, in blood. But but it really <laughs> it Motorola. really is a fun show. 
Exactly. <laughs> Battery jumper cables attached to my nipples. That's unrelated to chupacabras, <laughs> I think. But it shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. One down of our extravaganza of goodness. But uh, guys, remember what we were talking about there, because that's gonna we're gonna revisit that later. Okay. Uh, Omar, do you want to go Goliath on us? I do. Let me, uh, I have to scroll down here. Yes. But I will definitely go Goliath. Um, Goliath, it's kind of a throwback because, um, it's, it's not, it's not a new show anymore. It started, season one started in, um, October 24th of 2016 and season four just premiered almost exactly a year ago september 24th of 20 of 2021 um the cast is incredible so i'm going to start with that real quick um billy bob thornton is the main character the some of the some of the the characters that we see in every season um tanya raymond plays um britney gold who's like hooker with a heart of gold kind of thing um nina arianda is one of his other like another lawyer that works with him um, Diana Hopper plays his daughter, but this show over the course of four seasons, it's just an unbelievable cast of like people that were just kind of one-offs. William Hurt, Jenna Maloney, Bruce Dern, J.K. Simmons, Maria Billo, uh, Bello, uh, Mark Duplass, Dennis Quaid, Elias Coteus, Lou Diamond Phillips, Haley Joel Osment, Dwight Yoakam, um, Bo Bridges. Just like an unbelievable cast. Um, Morris Chestnut, uh, David Cross, just an unbelievable. And that's that, those are just like the big names that kind of, I think those are like people who saw how good it Elias was. Elias you know it personally. He was one of my favorite actors once because he was uh, in the Ninja Turtles movie. He was uh, Casey he was J- Casey Jones. Casey Jones. Yeah, no, no, he's he's great. He's been in. And then, then been I was all of... excited and I rented the next, another movie that he was in. And it was one of those like late night Cinemax movies where I was like, you know. 11 and i was like that's that guy's dong (laughs) (laughs) okay so um i'll get the name of that movie from you later um harold um harold perino is is a is one of the judges he was the dude in the show oz that was in the wheelchair Uh, yep great actor like he's in a he's in like there's so many good actors in this it's ridiculous matthew del negro was um um later on in in episodes of the West wing, like the, the, the acting and the casting in this is, is really, really phenomenal. Um, so it, it was always interesting. It was always geared towards four seasons. Um, the blurb on this is once a powerful lawyer, Billy McBride played by uh, Billy Bob Thornton is now burned out and washed up spending more time in a bar than a courtroom. Um, for season one, when he reluctantly agrees to pursue a wrongful death lawsuit against the biggest client of a massive law firm he helped create, Billy and his ragtag team uncover a vast and deadly conspiracy, pitting them all in a life-or-death trial against the ultimate Goliath. So Goliath is actually the name of the first book in a trio of books about this character. Um, season two... The book came out by a, it was by a, a Canadian author named E.A. Uh, Brigginshaw. So Goliath was book one. Book two, which is season two in the show, is called The Second Shooter, 
which is um, that's where I am right now. I'm halfway through the second shooter. It's excellent. The third option is the third book. Um, there is no fourth book, but they did a fourth season based on where he's going after Big Pharma, and they never like say it, but it's apparent like it's supposed to be the Sackler family and OxyContin and all that kind of stuff. But it's not. They never say it in the show. You know what I mean? But it's very clearly that um from what i can tell i haven't gotten that far yet um fuck that family absolutely but it's very 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 well done this uh, teresa told me to watch the watch the show and i haven't been able to stop for like days now i've like i've forgotten about hygiene like i don't care about anything i'm just watching the show (laughs) (laughs) um so billy bob thornton plays the role of billy mcbride and he plays it he he's so cool about it that I found myself like hoping that his character is kind of what he's really life like, like in real life. Um, he's basically a bar fly. He lives in this like shitty motel room, despite the fact that he has like plenty of money. Um, and then I found this quote as I was kind of researching the show from actually from Billy Bob Thornton. He in Newsweek last year when uh, season four, which was the last season as it was coming out, he said. I'll miss the cast and crew, but being able to play a character that was closer to who I am than most characters I played. If I were a lawyer in LA, I'd probably be Billy McBride. And it's so funny because I was thinking like how cool that character is and that I really hope Billy Bob Thornton is that cool in real life because he just seems like, you know, from all the media from the last 20 years, he seems like a weird dude, but who knows? But um, I highly, highly recommend this show if you like you know, courtroom stuff. It's very clever. Um, the first season's a little bit on the slow side, but not, it, it brings you along very well. The writing is excellent. The acting is excellent. Um, I, I can't say enough about it. it. It's, it's really, really so, so good. Um, and it's very funny how, like, David Cross, like, you don't even recognize him at one point. Like, he's got this, like, wig on. He's got, like, super long hair. And he's, like, the CD whatever guy, um, just as an example. Fantastic, fantastic show. Um, do you guys, are you guys into, like, courtroom type stuff? Sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say, honestly, it depends. Um, there, there are things that can hold my interest. There are others that I'm just like, Fair enough. Well, one of the main people on who like created the show based on the book is David E. Kelly. Oh, he did L.A. Law, Chicago Hope, The Practice, Ali McBeal, Boston Legal. Um, He did um, that show, Mister Mercedes, for HBO. That was a that was a book by um, uh, Stephen King. He did Anatomy of a Scandal. He did um, Big Little Lies on HBO as well. That was huge. Like all the stuff, like he's the one behind this show. It's he, and, and of I'm, course, if you know I'm who David Kelly sure is, he's huge. They've won a bunch of awards for the show. Oh, he also did Lincoln Lawyer. Oh, nice. The the show, not I the movie. Watch that too. So I'm so far. It's away. very good. Okay, we so we got yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no problem. Because now I'm going to talk about something else involving law, and this is the very buzzed about show Dahmer. It's not actually what it's called, but I didn't write down the full name. Because it's got a stupid subtitle like, you know, Into the Mind of a Monster or some bullshit like that. Um, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. There you go. 
Okay, there you go. So anyway, uh, this uh, sorry, my child showed up at the door at the exact wrong time okay. for a child to be showing up at the door. So uh, the okay. Dahmer show there this uh, was rocketed to the top of the streaming charts when it came out, as a lot of true crime stuff does. I was I'm a big true crime fan, both reading it, listening to, or not just both, but reading it, listening to it, uh, watching shows. I was really worried about this one. Uh, because for multiple reasons on this one, because just how gross the overall, I, I want to say story, but it really happened. And I, the victims in this one are so far forgotten mm-hmm. because whenever people joke about it, whenever people talk about it, I'm talking about back in the day, uh, they, they just, you know, cannibal, cannibal, cannibal. So they basically treat all of these victims who are real people with real names and real families and real whatever as a snack. And I'm not trying to be rude there. It just, they make the joke about the cannibal thing, forgetting that people died. I was very, so I was a little concerned. In fact, I saw it and then I kind of passed by it and then I saw who made it. So let's go there, I guess. Um, it is, of course, created by Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy uh, did Glee, American Horror Story, long list of things he's done. That He did the O.J. Simpson thing. <sighs> I'm torn on Ryan Murphy. Uh, there is no one that is more hit and miss. He is that baseball player that, you know, might hit 10 home runs but strike out every other time at bat mm-hmm. to me. Um, and I, I don't know, just that's kind of where I fall with him. But... I was so I was a little concerned that they would glorify certain things in this, uh, but they nailed it. Uh, I've read books about this. I've read, listened to podcasts. I've watched documentaries. Uh, some of the stuff is exactly how I pictured it when reading about it. The uh, Evan Peters is plays Jeffrey Dahmer. He is, of course, also a quick one of the Quicksilver actors, and in, in like every American Horror Story thing and all that, he is probably going to win an award for his his uh, portrayal although his portrayal doesn't actually it's, it, it's really good but it doesn't seem like it's that difficult you just have to kind of be awkward and mumbly and kind of creepy and weird which like every i mean i mean omar could do that uh, well, well, well. <laughs> um so uh it's him richard jenkins who's been in a million things molly ringwald is in it um a bunch of people but for those of you who don't know, a dude was arrested in in Wisconsin, and it turned out that his apartment, which reeked, uh, was, of course, filled with the corpses of all of his victims. Uh, he was what is considered a process killer. He did not enjoy the art of killing. He wanted to keep the bodies. He didn't want anyone to leave him anymore. So if someone was going to leave him, even for a few hours, he couldn't handle it. So he wanted that person to be part of them, and he would murder them and keep their bodies, eat their bodies, try to make a uh, altar to their bodies. Uh, he lived in a, a part of Wisconsin, uh, I guess Milwaukee, in a part of Milwaukee that um, people were complaining about the smells coming out of his apartment for months, if not years. And he, and no one did anything about it. Eventually, one of his victims got away, and 
that's led to him being caught. Uh, it's it's just very well done, but thankfully they focus on the victims. The way they edit it, like it, the the whole show starts off with them getting caught, and then each episode really kind of focuses on the life of one of his victims. Um, episode six is was I think it's episode six. One of his victims was um was a uh, he was deaf and mute. And he, um, they start, they literally start the episode from him being born all the, mm-hmm. all the way to his mother, who I think, I think his mother's played by the, the woman from, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure about that enough to even say it, but, um, to his mother staring at the empty chair at her dinner table at the end. And I had to stop that episode at least two times because it was just too much. Because I knew, like, oh my God. like I knew, like, and they don't show anything like gr- gratuitous, but there was all like, I know the story. It, they got it perfectly. They didn't do anything for the TV, but there were so many opportunities for this guy not to die, and things were missed. And like, he was just such a lovable human, like the way he was portrayed, and which is based on real interviews and real stuff like mm-hmm. that. One of the reasons why a lot of things were missed was because the people that were getting killed were all gay black men. And that is one of those things that's considered the less dead. Uh, like, you know, female uh, sex workers. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that happens. Okay. You know, uh, anyone poor is going to so be like considered. Overlooked. Is going to be overlooked. Like, you know, if a, if a girl goes missing, you know the ones that up on, end up on the news and end up at the search parties. And you know, the, like, oh, well, she was just a runaway. You know, it was just that kind of thing. And those were the people. And back then, and then in the early 90s, actually, it was throughout the 80s and 90s. Oh, well, you know, he's he he's gay. He's I'm sure he just ran away from home or something happened. Like, it's that kind of thing. Hmm. And so, like, for example, and there was some complaints where, like, well, the cops went into the apartment and they were joking about having to, to shower afterwards because they didn't want to get cooties. Yeah, that was exactly from the transcript from their their radio conversations. Like it wasn't made up just to because I, one of the reasons I don't like Ryan Murphy is he has he throws that stuff in every single thing he does right like and I'm not one to get be sensitive to that kind of stuff but like he he will put a lot of controversial stuff in his thing just to push the story along or whatever just so that people will talk about it yeah and if and not the necessarily the, for for the actual. Just to stir up the, the sheer amount of it that he does, it makes like the ratio. It makes it so unrealistic as to like every person you meet is going to have be some is going to fall into some sort of category perfectly. Right, it's like cartoonish. Yeah, which is why like I didn't like the movie Crash, like the the racial one. So, but like with this, I was like, okay, what is he going to do with it? And it, like, I mean, it was it was dead on. Like, oh yeah, we, we were in that. You probably touched a lot of his gay stuff. You should like get clean, like legit. Um, right, and that's actually what was being yeah. said. The heart, the beginning of episode one. If you are interested in watching it, uh, there is another really hard part to watch. The fourteen-year-old whose name I cannot pronounce, so I will not ruin it. Uh, he escaped, but Jeffrey Dahmer was obsessed with making his own zombies. So he had drilled a hole in the guy's, the kid's head, and poured hydrochloric acid into it. What? So yeah. So when the kid escaped, he stumbled out of the road was about to escape and the police 
grabbed him, was like, oh, this must be some gay lover's quarrel, and brought this poor 14-year-old kid back to the apartment where he was never seen again. Um, the woman that had been complaining about the smells coming out of the apartment is like, this is a kid. He said, no, he just looks young. And, I mean, that's word for word from the, the transcript, word for word from the court cases, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's very hard because it's also the second time the police let this one family down. And uh, they show the court case where the, the, the kid's younger brother was the first person molested by Jeffrey Dahmer. And before, like, he survived. But when the, the father was like, I came to this country to get away from – he was from uh, – I don't think it was Myanmar, despite Cambodia, maybe. Okay. Uh, he's like, I came to this country to get away from this kind of stuff. I believe in this country. I love this country. Again, straight from the court the transcripts. And the judge is like, I can't understand a word you're saying. Just, Jeffrey, I don't want to ruin Je- this guy, this nice guy's life. I'm just going to put him on probation. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's Everything that you've said so far is why I can't watch true crime stuff. It's... And, like, again, had I not known it, I would have been like, okay, that's Ryan Murphy. And then i like, no, that's the real – that's what happened. Uh, the two police did get fired and then rehired and became in charge of the uh, police union in that town. Just oh, good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Justice. Yeah. Promote incompetence. That's how you get rid of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just figured that if we gave him more money and unlimited power, that the problem would solve itself. <laughs> the problem would solve itself. <laughs> you, you laugh, but that's how corporations get rid of uh, incompetence. In some ways, yeah. they promote them so that they get out of the department. It's <sighs> fucking crazy. So it was. Uh, it's very. I mean, I, honestly, I'm not saying this to anybody that. I mean, if you're gonna, if you know about true crime and you watch that kind of stuff, you're. It's been the number one thing on Netflix for like two weeks now. Um, it is extraordinarily well done. I feel about that stuff. Yeah, it's extraordinarily well done. Um, I'm to be honest, I haven't even watched the last episode yet. Um, I've heard that the last episode actually does something not bad, but like it's the one that's how he gets his, the shit kicked out of him and killed in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, interesting. And it, they, for some reason, they switch the order because the guy that the guy that killed him also killed someone else, and for some reason they switch the order of who he kills first. And I don't know why. Like it seems oh, weird. It seems like a stupid change when everything else is so spot on. But anyway, uh, it's on Netflix. You should like, you know, uh, watch it, and you know, I don't suggest binging it because it will uh, might ruin your evening, make you feel dirty. <sighs> just the idea. Uh, it of sounds how crazy. Bad, just the idea of how bad that apartment had to smell. Like, like awful. Well, and, and not the, just that, I, but I saw like part of an episode, and the lady, his next door neighbor, kept complaining about the smell, right? Because there was like a, one of those like vents that opened up right from her his apartment into hers. So like all all hours of the night, you could hear him like disemboweling people with like a drill and a chainsaw. Like she could legitimately hear, it, and she kept on calling the police, and they're like, "Now, now," and she's like, "I've called you fifty times." Like, well, that's why we're not coming now, isn't it? It's like you've never come. Like that makes sense. If I call you more, you will come here less. But you never, they never came to begin with. They never, okay, yeah. That's one of the sad things is like all the missed opportunities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, like heartbreaking. That That's fucking b- bananas. I don't even know where to go with it. Mm-hmm. Such a weird ass piece of shit. I don't know. 
I'm less freaked out by like The Exorcist than by stuff like this. Oh yeah, no, honestly. No. Anyway, on that note, yeah. um, I think we're going to talk about Disney for the rest of the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Hocus Pocus two, Hocus Pocus. Uh, I think we're going to end at Hocus Pocus two because I think is the big one. I think that's the one that most people are oddly interested in. It was okay. good. Um, well, you know what I'll do? I think I just, what do I have? Oh, by the way, we were called out on something. Oh, we were. Oh, we were. By a uh, patron of unusual size, we Alec. He pointed out the fact that last episode, you started off and said, we're going to talk about Cobra Kai season five, and then you never did. Yeah, we ran out of time. Yeah. So we'll have to do that hmm. at some point. Maybe I'll actually have watched it by then. Cobra Kai, I've never heard of that. I don't know what that is. What is, what is this Cobra Kai? Is that a documentary about snakes? Something like that. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Um, yes, okay. I, yes, I'll, I think I'll do... Uh, let me do an interview with Vampire real quick, and then we can d- Disney it up for the end of it. Okay. Okay. Uh, interview with Vampire did come out, I believe, last night, uh, as of the recording, or maybe... No, Sunday night, as of the recording. I played after the final season of Walking Dead. And... Um, Oh yeah! So the first episode of the final run of Walking Dead is coming too, or started on Sunday as well. Uh, interview with Vampire, it of course is based on a book from the '70s by Anne Rice, who recently passed away. Uh, it is on AMC and AMC Plus. It came out, of course, on ten two two thousand twenty two. Uh, starring uh, Jacob Anderson, Eric Bogosian, and we'll, let's talk. I'm just going to stop right now. Eric Bogosian. Um, it looks and sounds more like uh, Anthony Bourdain than Anthony Bourdain does. Oh my god, that's true. <laughs> I literally had to pause the show and look it up on my phone because I was like, "Is that Anthony Bourdain?" He sounds Bogosian, so much <laughs> like him. Like, and if you actually Google Eric Bogosian and then put a space, it'll say Eric Bogosian space Anthony Bourdain. It'll complete it for you. He's that much like him, and he's playing, of course, the interviewer, so the Christian Slater role. In mm. Interview with the Vampire. Uh, Sam Reed is Lestat. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chris Stack, Bailey Bass, Kayleen Coleman, Victoria Harris, Mara Green, Ahart, etc., etc. Uh, this, of course, is the tale of a... Uh, it's based on Anne Rice's book. This is the, the breakdown. Um, follow uh, Louis DePoint's epic story of love, blood, and the perils of immortality as told to the journalist Daniel Malloy. Uh, they actually start off the show through the uh, looking at Arab Bogosian, and he's supposed to be like one of those like Gonzo news reporter types, and it looks like he's like doing one of those like 1995 type, you know, we'll teach you how to be a reporter kind of thing. So like I started it and I was like, oh shit, did I record the wrong thing? <laughs> so I was expecting it jump. I forgot about the interview portion of that. I remembered like the vampire in the New Orleans part, but uh, it I only seen one episode. I loved it. Uh, they they made some changes, and people are I don't know I would say people are pissed, but actually Anne Rice was the one that wrote the changes. So, mm-hmm. um, they move Louis from being the Brad Pitt character basically in the movie, um, from being the owner of a um plantation to the owner of a bunch of brothels in Storyville, and I'll say why I loved it because I just finished a book about the brothels of Storyville in New Orleans, and mm. um. See it, and it was coincidentally, compl- it was very coincidental. But I've been reading it, and it's like it just you know, Storyville is called Storyville because it was like this politician was named last name Story, and he didn't want 
anyone to have any fun in New Orleans, so he just kind of segregated all that stuff to the side. So all the brothels, all the jazz clubs, everything were over there. So they're like, okay, fuck you, dude. We're calling it and we're naming it after you. So the seediest place on the in New Orleans is going to be named after you. And it was weird because, like, it's not like that anymore, obviously, but we went there, like, when we were there. Mm-hmm. So I got the book because I thought it was kind of an interesting, fun little story. And seeing it in real life and seeing they filmed it there so seeing these buildings that i just saw like three months ago done up to make it look like it was in the 1800s it was just really cool so i actually like i know some people are like you know purists and don't like the changes i loved them but it was purely coincidental well, i thought it was kind of awesome um so far the acting is good the story is good the um i was not a big fan of the original interview with the vampire movie um it, it was it fine. Was, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't... It seemed too, like, much of a vehicle just to, like, look how pretty Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are. <laughs> like, you know, when I when I think vampires, I want Blade. Yeah, you know, or... Right, right. Either Blade or, like, su- or super gothic. Uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, or, yeah, comedy. Or, no, like, I like, I, I like <laughs> the Bram Stoker Dracula movie. That was really good. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed that. I like Nosferatu. I, I like that kind of stuff, that kind of vampire. I, uh, unlike Rob, who really likes his vampires to sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Rob is. I need to. He's going to kick me in the testicles right the next time he sees me. <laughs> Rob, known fan of the Twilight movies, obviously. <laughs> he ran the Twilight message board for a good twelve years. True. Until the until, message board. until the lawsuit started rolling in. Uh, no, this it this is cool. It's on uh, it. Like I said, it's I on AMC. It, everybody, <laughs> uh, so... watch it because I want much, 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 much more. I'm very intrigued, and you know, Anne Rice passed away. I was not again. I've, I've read most of well, not most that she's written a lot, but I read a lot of her books. I had an Anne Rice phase in college. Um, okay, you know where I was doing that, and then lighting candles and listening to typo negative in the bathtub. I wish I was kidding about that. That was, that was the one thing I said tonight that was not a joke. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what hilarious. Mark's like playing in his head like, I can't unsee that. Uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what. I'm like, oh my God, that image now lives in music and everything in my head now. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, watch it, find it on streaming. And uh, it's really, it's going to be good for, for October. Okay. So, but it's only one episode so far. Only right? one episode, yes. Okay. It, only one episode is out, or you've only seen one episode. Only one episode is out. Oh, yeah. I think when, it, I uh, think what, it's being released weekly. I don't think it's. What, a, what day is it out on? I believe Sunday. Uh, whatever the second, oh. whatever the second was. I don't. I don't even know what the today. I don't know what today is. I've been. Today is Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So it's Tuesday the fourth. So yeah, I watched it yesterday, but I think it came out Sunday night. It's whatever day. Whatever day, Walking Dead is out because it's right after that. I'm only a few episodes behind on Walking Dead, um, like 56 or 57 episodes, something like that. <laughs> <I've> seen, <laughs> I'll catch up eventually. I've seen them all, except for the most recent one. I stopped when, uh, what's his name? When Negan killed the two back in season seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. He killed Glenn and Abraham. Glenn and Abraham. Thank you. Yep. I was like, I can't do this. I think the last season I saw was the one where 
uh, Carl died. Wait, Carl died? No, I'm kidding. I knew that. I knew. I'm joking. Yeah, he ate too much pudding. <laughs> had too much pudding and and went into had a uh, hyperglycemic episode. Yeah, he's just wait, he's really? to, no. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Rob, with your damn medical talk, yeah, he's now a zombie <laughs> that just has pudding pouring out of all of his orify. All of his orify is that the correct pluralization no, of not. orifices? I don't believe so. I think you were right. I was. I, I just like the sound of it. Orify. Orify. Like the plural of Elvis is, is Elvi. You know, well, yeah, because it depends on and if it's Greek or Latin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is <laughs> this so is funny. why we're so popular in in uh, where are we popular in? Is it is it octopi or octopuses? It's octopuses. Exactly. That's what it's supposed to be. Octopuses. Yeah. But I'm gonna go with Elvi. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a herd of Elvi wandering by the casino in in Las Vegas. Okay, it's now time. Are we going to do some Hocus Pocus? No, not Hocus Pocus. We're going to do uh, no. Pinocchio and then Hocus Pocus, I believe. We're going to do a Disney remake. All right, it Rob. Was re- it was released on Disney Plus, I believe. I don't think this one actually. Uh, it was released on Disney Plus on uh, on Disney Plus Day. Yeah, September eighth. Directed by Robert Zemeckis, and it does star Joseph Gordon-Levitt as the voice of Jiminy Cricket, Tom Hanks, Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, Angus Wright, Cynthia Erivo, Sheila Sheila, oh God, Sheila Atom. Lorraine Bracco, Keegan-Michael yeah. Key, Jamie Demetrio, Giuseppe Battiston, Battiston uh, Kian Lamea. And, I mean, you know the story of Pinocchio. A puppet brought to life by a fairy, and he's told to leave, live a virtuous life in order to become a real boy. But this is not animated, correct? Um, well, animated is such a loose term nowadays. Um... Well, I mean, it's not a cartoon. It is realistic. Technically, realistic the Lion King remake was animated, but, you know, they called it live action, even though it was animated. Um, Fair enough. Okay. So, yes, it's it's realistic, whatever. We'll go but, with live action for the, yeah. Yeah. As I'm watching this, I I actually had to go back and watch the cartoon after I watched this movie. Because I was like, was... Was the original Pinocchio this disjointed? Um, it, it seemed like it was just a bunch of separate scenes. Like, they didn't flow together. It was like, this one scene happened. And then they had, like, this two-second transition. <coughs> and then we're on to this next story. Like, it was really jarring. They went from... Uh, I don't even remember what the first one was. But when um when Pinocchio ends up at... um. Pleasure Island. You know, there's this whole story about uh, Honest John and how he's working with the coachman and they're trying to round up the boys, you know, and there's there's some backstory to it and there's some build up to it. And Pinocchio kind of gets caught up in it. Well, the way that the movie handles it is Pinocchio is just kind of walking down the street after he had just dealt with this one problem and he gets scooped up by a net and dropped in the cart and they're headed to Pleasure Island. And I'm like, was was it that sudden in in the cartoon? I don't remember. I 
Yeah, it it seemed like it was just a bunch of separate stories, just kind of all linked together very loosely. Um, Tom Hanks, who I love, was in and out of his accent so much, I didn't know whether or not it was supposed to be there. Uh, he was Geppetto, correct? Yes, Tom Hanks played Geppetto. And he was in and out of his accent so much, I didn't know if it was supposed to be there. I I actually didn't really like Tom Hanks in this movie, and that's that's hard to say. Interesting. Um. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Again, I mean, they they make a live action movie that I don't understand what the point of it was, other than to say, "Hey, look what we did." I don't. I don't. I, I don't honestly understand. think that they're somewhere along the line. I mean, other than making money, because it does. Uh, somewhere along the line, they realize they have these properties that no kids want to watch the older versions. Like. Right, but but do they right. do they really do they really make money? I mean, this one was released directly to Disney Plus. Oh, I guarantee it makes money. Now, all of the live action ones have made I, have made money. Well, I, I guess we still haven't figured out how this whole streaming thing works. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Well, but the the other live action ones were actually released in theaters. Mm-hmm. This one was not. Yeah, I don't know if it's if they're able to. Be and like, Tom Hanks is a big name. I mean, that's not yeah, like a joke. So I don't. I don't... I mean, they can anyway. they can definitely see. It's weird because it's not like someone's just like pay-per-viewing it like they'll like i guess it's now it's like okay if someone is watching tv are they tuning into disney plus and what is that what is the specific thing they're watching worth to that viewer kind of thing yeah is it yeah like i wondered about that like they're coming out with this content that goes directly to disney plus right mm-hmm. is that just to keep eyeballs on their channel yeah it's got to be like, but they're spending all this money, right? How like, how are they the justifying? I mean, I guess if they're maintaining the subscriptions, that's what because it's that's be. the only that's the only thing that I can see where they're actually making money. So if you if you, you look know. at it month to month, there's mm-hmm. X number of people that stay subscribed, and if you're like, okay, there's your brand, nothing brand new, I'm gonna let it lapse. So whatever that amount is, that's what it's worth to them, minus I guess. however many because right. like you know there's going to be all these news stories oh like as soon as stranger things is done you know there's gonna be all these news stories about how netflix has fallen down in, in, in the sure. third quarter netflix has fallen off yeah well that's because the most or popular if there's a thing new ever. mandalorian yeah season then X- disney plus will go back up or whatever yeah and it's so, not just america too remember you have to realize that it's every country on the planet with these streaming things that's why they can right easily get more money now for that stuff right it's wild but there's there's a couple of notable things with the live action version is that the record the i hate char- the fuck out of pinocchio i hated that movie the only the, one i hate more characters... is, is uh dumbo okay okay the characters of cleo and figaro lose out big time like they they are not characters in the movie other than they're just kind of there like he uh geppetto talks to figaro a couple of times and like pets him, but I mean Figaro and Cleo don't interact Who, who's at all. Cleo? Cleo is the fish, the goldfish. Oh yeah. So there, there's, there's literally, I mean, there's literally no character other than you know, oh hey Cleo, and you see a you see an image of Cleo in the bowl. Um, Figaro doesn't really do a whole lot of interacting with anything. Um, there's this, th- th- they added in a new character in the and it, it's 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 weird because they added in this new character 
in the Stromboli sequence. Uh, that's what it was. It was after the Stromboli sequence. He got away from Stromboli and then was just kind of walking down the street and got scooped up and taken to Pleasure Island. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, but there's a new character in the Stromboli sequence. I, I want to say her name is Maya. I don't even remember. But she's a injured dancer who can't, you know, she she wears a brace on her leg. She can't dance anymore, but she's also a puppeteer. So she forms this friendship, quote unquote, with Pinocchio. And I use quotes because Pinocchio won't talk to her because she's a human and he, and he doesn't trust any humans except for Geppetto. So she tricks him into liking her puppet. So like there's this weird catfishing thing. And I'm like, what is what is going on? So she talks to Pinocchio through the puppet and and it's almost like Pinocchio falls for the puppet. And I'm like, what is Wait, going on? Please tell me that there is a puppet sex scene. There no, there's no puppet sex scene. <laughs> I'm like in like, Team America. Is, uh, yep, is, I'm out. What is going on here? I don't understand. Okay. And then, and then later on, um, you know, she comes back, and you know, they they took over the the puppet thing when Stromboli got arrested or some shit. I don't even remember that part. But Stromboli gets arrested, and then they come back and try to recruit Pinocchio for their puppet show. And they're like, "Oh no, it'll be great," you know, blah blah blah. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna stay with my fop with my father." And, you know, at the end, they don't even, they, they kind of hint that he's turning into a real boy, but they don't even get to that part. It's like, and the the Blue Fairy, it's, it's kind of confusing because the Blue Fairy doesn't really seem to have any idea what's going on. Like, Pinocchio is, is, is brought to life, and, you know, he kind of stumbles around and um, stumbles around the, the shop or whatever. And then the Blue Fairy kind of shows up and she's like, oh! Oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm sorry I'm late, I'm sorry I'm late. And then Pinocchio's talking to her. She's like, oh, what are you? you know, like, she's surprised that he's alive, even though that's what her friggin' magic did. And I'm like, what? What? I don't understand. <laughs> it's like... Uh, My family did try to watch that yesterday. This this fairy is trying to earn her wings or something? I don't understand what is happening here. It, yeah. What did your family think of it? I I went in the bedroom ten minutes in, and both of them were asleep. Oh okay. well. Uh, so both of them were both of them were so asleep. Riveting. As as were uh, they also had I believe three of the four pets on bed on the bed asleep as well. It was so riveting that your family fell asleep. Correct. I I mean I watched this to watch it. It I I can't say that I recommend it. I mean. At this point, I, I kind of feel like I know what to expect from a Disney remake because they're all absolute garbage. So just haven't. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm weird. I've never liked any. Like it wasn't up until Little Mermaid that I liked any of the Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Not Bambi. That one, if I had to, it was either that one or Hundred One Dalmatians. But that's mostly because I liked the character of Bambi and I liked the Hundred One Dalmatians. Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, Robin Hood. I loved Robin Hood as a kid. Robin was kind of fun. I don't know. Well, a lot of them have uh, music, have musical situations, and I bored to tears. Yeah, that that makes me shut down every time. And that amazes me because you guys are big music guys. But it's type of music. Like if 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 Pearl Jam did the soundtrack for Pinocchio, I'd watch it. <laughs> did you like Tarzan? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said like that's when they started using real pop. Artist. Like, right, right, right. Not only did I like Tarzan, but like I still listen to that soundtrack. And see, I right. hated Tarzan because of the soundtrack. Yeah. Tarzan three, 
you know, the Tarzan and Ape. Led Zeppelin over America. You know what I mean? Like that. I would watch that. <laughs> Bambi would have been great if Black Sabbath did the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and Bambi fights back using the power of dark magic. Yes. That, that'd be cool. There you go. <laughs> Release the war pigs. <laughs> but I, in, in all honesty, I cannot recommend this movie. Nice. Uh, what about Hulk? I mean, if you really want to watch Pinocchio, just go back and watch the old cartoon. What about Hocus Pocus 2? Can you recommend that? Did you guys see Hocus Pocus? So let's chat about that real quick. I have never seen Hocus Pocus one. What? Same. Same. It's everything. I. It's everything I don't like. I don't like overacting. I don't like like things like I. I don't know. I anything. I didn't. I love. I didn't even know Hocus Pocus one. The first one. I didn't know it was such a big cult hit. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. Like until and, like recently, and see, I don't consider the first one to be really bad overacting. I mean, it's not, it's not like they're over the top. I mean, just I don't they're, know the, the they're comedic, sure, but I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in the category of overacting. Yeah, there's something about like I like my horror very and clean. being that you never actually watched it, you said. Well, now I, don't I think have. It's fair to judge. Oh, okay. Now I have I, most of. I, that was what we were watching while I was going out and tending to the uh, the sump pump in my front yard, draining the lake into the woods. Um, so the first one or the, the first one. Okay. Uh, so I I saw up to the point where the teacher gets upset at the class or at the one kid from California, like the early scene, and then I left for forty minutes and I came back and I saw the end. Oh, so you saw nothing. <laughs> You saw the beginning and the end of the movie. I saw the beginning and the end. Jesus. That is not watching a movie, Greg. You can't say that you watched the movie. I you can't even to, say that I they want... overacted. Well, I've seen <laughs> enough. Like... I mean, I've seen, like, stuff with it because I've been to, you know. This... That first sequence was literally three minutes. That sequence in the classroom was literally three minutes. Yeah, but I saw everything before then. No, that was the first part of the movie. No, it was later on. That... Like I saw all the the past stuff, and then okay, I, and then I saw. So, like you saw the first third. I saw the kid. The at, I think the kid at breakfast or something with his sister. Oh, I okay, I understand. I understand why you think that because you are correct. McGee is a terrible fucking actor. Who's that? Is that the kid? That's that's the boy, yes. McGee, that's that's also the guy who plays McGee in NCIS. Uh, Did you know that? I never watched NCIS. He got that job because he was the director's nephew or some shit. Oh. His, his uncle is like super Which, famous, ironically, is friend. how Omar got on the podcast. Exactly. I knew people. <laughs> I slept with the right people. You did. And got on the podcast. <laughs> but you're, but you're yeah, gonna continue okay. sleeping with the right people, sir. Okay. <laughs> I I understand why you think that if that's all that you saw. Because yes, McGee is a terrible actor, but the rest of the movie is actually pretty enjoyable. I choked myself See, hitting on Omar. I, I forget all about that. I don't even consider that part of the movie. Stop choking yourself. You're <laughs> you're on live right now. Uh, Wait till afterwards, buddy. I choked on some water while I was hitting on Omar problem <laughs> sorry continue <laughs> yes okay so yes you saw the worst part of the movie and missed the rest of it you should try it again and actually watch the movie 
Well, I mean, this was my my opinion was <clears throat> based on trailers and you know things like that. Also, just that it's that mm. I don't know that that style of acting. Like, I don't like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I don't like. I don't like campy horror. So, like, I don't really like Adam's Family. I don't like the monsters. Well, that's the problem. The problem is campy. It's the style. Yeah, because I'm the same. I'm not a fan of that stuff. Generally. You guys are ass. Fair enough. Fair enough. Although we do like what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah, I... That's not super campy. How do you like... uh, That's not campy? Is that what you said? I don't see that as campy. It's on the campy side. I mean, it's not Rocky Horror Picture Show campy. That's like mockumentary style. Like The Office or... That's actually a good point. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Yeah, Like, I know, like... I know everyone I know that was, like, a drama nerd loves... Was it not Tim Robbins? Uh, The guy from Rocky Horror. Oh, uh, yes. Tim Curry. Um, Tim Curry. And, like, I can't fucking stand him. Like, if I see him... Tim Curry's awesome. ...in a movie, I... I can't watch it. Yeah, well, he you don't was the like big... Clue. I liked Clue. He was, Clue was he was Cardinal Richelieu in uh, Three Musketeers. That's the one I, I actually do like him in that. But he is over the. He top was the that. big horn devil guy in Legend. Yep, that was him. Anyway, let let us continue. How was Hocus Pocus two? Which people were fucking insane about. By the way, I know a lot of people that had Hocus Pocus two parties. Hocus Pocus two: The Wrath of Pocus. <laughs> Thank you. Was released on Disney Plus. Um, uh, I don't have a date here. I don't. I I think it was October second. Yeah, I think it was this just this past Friday, this week, past weekend. Yeah. Um, it it does star Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, but it also has Whitney Peak, Melissa Escobedo, Lila Buckingham, Froy Gutierrez, Sam Richardson, Doug Jones, and Tony Hale. Ooh, Tony Hale, excellent. Um, and Doug Jones. The synopsis, two young women accidentally bring back the Sanderson sisters to modern-day Salem and must figure out how to stop the child-hungry witches from wreaking havoc on the world. So, my, my cons- I was trying to figure out how they were going to bring them back. And they just went right with the same old magic that they used before. And I'm like, okay. The last we saw them, they poofed into glitter. Right. But... I mean, they were already dead and buried, so, I mean, they came back from being dead and buried before, right? So, they brought them back from the other world, and the Black Flame Candle did it again. So, and this time, the person who brought them back has some kind of modest magical ability. Um, the, it was... It was cute. It was funny. Was it as good as the first one? No. I liked the first one better. I did not like they had more musical musical breaks in this one and I did not like the musical breaks that they did. They did um I don't even remember the songs that they did, but I was like, eh, eh. And while I guess I put a spell on you wasn't written specifically for the movie, maybe it was. It was not. It? No. Okay. No. Um, I don't believe it was, but it just felt like the other one, the ones that they used for Hocus Pocus 2 were kind of shoehorned in there. You know what I mean? Um, and I was like, mm, I, so I didn't really care for the musical portions of it, but the actual story and the movie itself was enjoyable. I mean, I, if you're a fan of the first one, I, 
I would definitely recommend it. I I enjoyed it. I I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed it. The the Sanderson sisters actually look like they're getting kind of old because they are. They are. Because they are. Fair enough. <laughs> because they are. Um. But yeah, I mean, they had this whole sequence about about them trying to look younger, and the the girl kind of tricks them. You know, she says she's a witch who's who's mastered the art of staying young, and she takes them to like a makeup shop, and they're like, and they're drinking the makeup, thinking it's a potion. It's like, oh, oh. So, but the, okay, I mean, kind of funny. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the 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 sequences that they came up with for the actual movie were were clever. They were enjoyable. They were funny. There's you got to stay all the way to the end of the credits. There's potential for another one, for another Hocus Pocus movie. Um, I just don't know that they'll be able to capture the magic that was Hocus Pocus one. Will this be one that I watch every Halloween like we do like we do with the original Hocus Pocus? Like, in my house, we watch Hocus Pocus every year. Fair enough. Every year around Halloween, we'll watch Hocus Pocus. It's just one of those movies that we enjoy. Um, I don't know that Hocus Pocus 2 will fall into that same category, but it, like I said, it's enjoyable. It's worth watching. Yeah, Hocus Pocus had a very slow burn. It, it bombed in the theater when it first came out, but mm-hmm. then it found— That I remember, yes. Then it found a major foothold on VHS. Yeah. But another one of those cult classics. Okay. But yeah, Fair it's enough. it's very interesting. A lot of the people I know are just like beyond geeked about it. And well, I also heard a lot of hate that it was catching. That's annoying. Well, anytime you have something that's super popular, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's warranted or not, some people are just going to But also just hate the off. actresses involved, not Kathy Najimy, like Kathy Najimy's mm-hmm. Not that, but but Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler are super outspoken about hot button to- everything about hot button topics. Okay, so they're gonna get so they're gonna of... get that. Um, and okay. and on top of that, Sarah Jessica Parker catches a lot of hate just because of like sex the, in the, the sex in the city thing, where it was like all out consumerism. You know, look how rich we are and. All this stuff, and if you watch, if you not that I watch it to begin with, but if you go back and watch it now, even the people that I knew that like loved it and were like, "It's female empowerment," are like, "Oh, that was really bad. Like, it was awful." Like the people, like, and by people, I mean my wife, who used to like had watched all of it and was like, "Yeah, it does not age well." As soon as nine eleven hit, I mean, it was a it, it was a snapshot of a time period, and it, yeah, and I'm sure I didn't watch it, but I'm sure it worked for the time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that that I complain about, and that I think I think you guys have complained about as well, is that trying to view old products through the lens of today isn't really fair. It's not fair to to the product then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Agreed. Rob, you came up with the question this week. I did, and. That's going to bring us back to our first topic of the night. If you remember the Imperfects, um, it got me thinking. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of Banshees or Chupacabras or um, Succubi in in movies or whatnot. So it got me thinking, what are some other lesser-known monsters that you would like to see more of on screen? Every time you say Succubi, I want to make like a ex-girlfriend joke, but... I just don't. 
<laughs> I want to though. Just I, I'm just gonna float that out there. I want to like make an ex-wife joke or something like that when you say succubi, but you know, I'm kind. Uh, I'm gonna start though. I'm gonna talk a little bit about with some honorable mentions here because I wanted when I picked look the honorable mentions, there were some monster type creatures, but they were kind of monsters in the realm of uh, monsters that just exist in books or movies or mythology that are uh, creatures that aren't like purposely hunting and stalking people, you know, like, like the Erythbian boar. It's the giant pig creature with like horns all over his face. Um, and I really just wanted to talk about that. Cause that's one of the things I think Hercules had to hunt. Okay. And um, okay. I really would like to try some Erythbian boar bacon. Mm, I bet it's re- I bet it's delicious. Delicious, right? I mean, that's that that is always a good idea of like creatures because like whenever I watch any mythological or fantasy show, I'm like, I wonder what that tastes like. <laughs> like, like, sure. Can can you eat a dragon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Rob, do you know is dragon edible? I believe it is actually. Okay, technically well, anything's edible. Really, <laughs> it's true. That is true. If you're brave enough. Um, so that, you know, like the, the, uh, Jersey devil. And of course our very own Kerwindigo. Uh, these are things we have seen in some cases in shows. So I, I did want to go a little bit stretch from there. Uh, so, uh, my number five, and I'm going to pronounce all these horribly because I went really deep. Oh, I think we all are. This, this is the Accra Bay Bellamu from, uh, Bay, uh, yeah. Easy for Accra. you to say. Agra Boemalu. This is from Mesopotamia. Uh, these are scorpion men. The Guardians of Shamash, which I don't know what they are, but they're featured in the Tale of Gilgamesh, the very first ever superhero tales, as some people say. Uh, they're pretty freaky looking if you find pictures of them. It's basically a scorpion-shaped dude. Like, picture someone laying on their chest with, like, multiple arms, like, and their, you know, their head kind of looking up. But the, the scorpion tail also has a head on it that's upside down. Weird. So it like so it curves up in the the head, you know. So like, yeah, it's pretty freaky. So if you could figure out how to look that up, by all means, look up Scorpion Man. Uh, that's number five. Number four is the Kamarazids. I think I really got to scroll up here. Kamarazots. Yeah, Kamarazots. Uh, this is a Mayan bat-like creature. Uh, they're based on vampire bats, so think man bat from Batman, and uh, they are native to they're native to the New World as written by uh, people that came to the New World, like the Conquistadors. And uh, they were, in Mayan culture, the Mayans believed that these creatures were released by the gods to kill all of the Mayans so that the Conquistadors could take over easily. So it's kind of a weird turn, twist on things, and I could see that in a movie. Uh, so that's for uh, number three, Amarok, which is a giant wolf from the Arctic, which you, of course, mentioned right before we hit record. Uh, they tend to hunt... The, the folks that uh, decide to go out at night alone and hunt on their own. Mm-hmm. So they're lone hunter type wolves. And uh, I think that this one was so high because I saw a photo of a actual real life wolf next to a husky and it made the husky look like a damn chihuahua. Mm. I didn't realize like I've known wolves are big, but I didn't realize just how big like yeah, the, the full, the full, the full size husky could stand completely underneath the wolf's like chest. It Holy was crazy. Shit. Because uh, I used to joke and say that I wanted a, a wolf, and I've decided that I do not. Want <laughs> um, uh, to uh, 
our cherry, this is, I don't know how they would do this, but it is the ghost of a young girl who died under tragic consequences, and they, she returns from beyond the grave to bring sickness and death to the children and the elderly. That sounds like a like, Korean horror movie. It really does. That's exactly why. Sounds I could like see, the ring. Yep. Yeah. I could see that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that's it. And number one, uh, Clude. this is Belgian folklore, and this is honestly just because how fucking metal this thing looks. Just a <laughs> giant black dog. Like a wolf-like, blind, just angry, think everything awesome about giant black dogs. Uh, surrounded by blue flames. Mm. And um, they just, I don't know what, they, I don't even know what they do, but they just look like badass. Like, I don't know, something you'd see in like an Iron Maiden stage concert or something. So, uh, that thing, uh, that Belgian thing, and uh, they are shapeshifters, so they can turn into other things. So it can go from this giant flaming like black dog to like a kitten, if it wants to. That's a Kludy, K-L-U-D-D-E. Excellent. What do you guys got? Um, we do have a listener list. Do Oh, yeah, we do. We Who's that? Do. The infamous Jubals has sent in Yay. a top five list. And his list, without too much explanation, is number five, Chimera. Number four. Solid choice. He he'd like to see more of the lich, the lich type monster. Number three, of course, we've got the Wendigo, or Wendigo. Number two, the Kelpie. What is that? The uh, the Kelpie is um, it's a it's a water spirit, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's a, it's a Irish Scottish, it's a malevolent water horse. It's a shape-shifting spirit inhabiting lochs in Scottish folklore. It is usually described as a black horse-like creature able to adopt human form. Some accounts state the Kelpie retains its hooves when appearing as a human, leading to its association with the Christian idea of probably the, the devil or, uh, oh crap. It's cut off. <laughs> the devil or, oh crap. Fair enough. Yeah, with no, with a like centaurs or uh, whatever. Okay, gotcha. Or pan, or you know. Okay, makes sense. Moving on. And his number one is Tengu, which is a Japanese demon, if I'm not mistaken. Have you heard of Tengu? I have not. This says anthropomorphic bird. But the Tengu are a type of legendary creature found in Japanese folk religion. They are considered a type of yokai, or Shintukami. The Tengu were originally thought to take the forms of birds of prey and a monkey deity, and they are traditionally depicted with human, monkey, and avian characteristics. Uh, so I thought they would have something to do with tentacles, doing to the fact that Jubal's is a, uh, was a fine purveyor of tentacle pornography. You know he is. Yeah. Thank you. So that's Jubals. Jubals. It's nice to hear from Jubals. Omar, what you got? What I have is um, nothing near as exciting as what you guys have. Uh, maybe I misunderstood the assignment. Well, I went a different route with it. Let's put it that way. I kind of took things from shows and whatever that that were or movies that were already there. And I thought that it would be cool if there was more of it or maybe like a remake, if that makes sense. 
Oh, you went down a completely different path. Totally different path. So, um, like, I thought that, like, a funny one would be the Jersey Devil from What We Do in the Shadows. I thought that that would be a hilarious. Jersey Devil has not been really featured much in very many movies. So no, it hasn't. It does work. Right, exactly. That works. Um, I was a big fan of the Cloverfield movies. I know that's kind of like, eh, but I thought it'd be cool to have something that like featured the monster more or like was more engaging and involved. Cause a lot of thinking back, they're more like psychological than monster movies to a large degree. They're more like survival movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of, Oh, there was that movie, the host. It was that, um, the Korean movie from the same guy that made uh, Parasite and Snowpiercer. And I thought I that was a... Re- that was, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a really interesting monster and it was an interesting f- film. So I thought that'd be cool to like have some other... Something that featured the monster more or maybe like... Um, I don't know. I'm not qualified to write movies, but you get the idea, right? Um, uh, most people that write movies aren't qualified to write movies. Fair enough. Maybe they just get good at it after a while, or many of them don't. Um, my top two, I think, would be really cool as updates or remakes. Number two, I went with The Fly. I thought that would be a really cool... I might argue with you on that one. I, don't know. I thought that would be a cool... I think with, with, with some of the interesting things that can be done these days with technology and with, with a couple of good writers, I think that movie could be like really excellent. Not that it was, I, I like the original too, but I'm just saying Updated like that one. Effects. Yeah. Special effects and maybe some sort of updated thing that I am not qualified to, you know, think about, but my, my number one, this is a, I guess a monster that has always interested me because it's always touted as this horror thing. And the original idea was that it was like this group of writers who challenged each other to like scare the crap out of each other. And like Dracula and some other things like different things like that were sort of born out of this time period uh, in the late 1800s. But the, all of the, the original, and I even read the book, and like some of the remakes of it, they, they, none of them ever really lived up to it. But mine is Frankenstein. It's never been like a horrifying thing to me. It's just kind of, it always kind of fell flat for me. But I think it could be made into something like really, really good and really like engaging and like atmospheric. And it's been tried, like even at one point there was a De Niro, De Niro and. I can't remember who. Julia Roberts. Yeah. It was not as good as it, it was called Mary Riley. It just wasn't good. But I think that could be something well, it was that could I be Frankenstein. Re- huh? There was I Frankenstein. It was I Frankenstein. And I think it could have been I think it could just be so much better. But um anyway, that's my list. I kind of went a different way with it from what you guys did. You did. You did. <clears throat> But I'm cool with it. I've got a couple. 
Um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I will I will drop the Wendigo off since it's already been mentioned, and I'll go with these five. At number five, I've got the Jorogumo, which is uh, a Japanese uh, monster. It's the Spider Woman. So th- there, there's definitely some uh, some untapped resources there. At number four, <laughs> I picked this one just because it sounded absolutely ridiculous, and I loved the idea, and it makes me think of Thanksgiving. And that's the Drop Bear from Australia. It's a large carnivorous koala that hunts by dropping on its prey from trees. I would 100% make that movie. I would 100% watch that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can see that movie. Like, the person walking along through, oh, look at the cute little koala bear, and then you show the face, like the like the rabbit in Monty in Python. In Monty Python, yeah. And it just flashes for a second, and then you see the body fall out of the tree. Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> I soiled my armor. Um, at number three, I'll do the Chenu, which is an Algonquin um, monster. It's a giant human-eating ice monster. Uh, former humans who either committed terrible crimes or were possessed by evil spirits, turning their hearts to ice. So, like a uh, frozen situation there. Like the White Walkers kind of a thing? Rob, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, Oh, Greg. geez. <laughs> um, at number two, this one just sounded really interesting. It's uh, I'm And I'm going to absolutely butcher this, but it's Bas Kelik or Selik. It's Serbian. It's a powerful, evil-winged man whose soul is not held by his body and can only be subdued by causing him to suffer dehydration. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Super weird, but... I could beat the shit out of that with the sheer amount of diuretics I have in this house. There you go. (laughs) Seriously, dude. Like, no, no, wait. Before you murder me, here... Drink this. Have this, yeah, have this cookie, and it'll have, like, instead of chocolate chips, it has just a bunch of diuretics, like, stuck in it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are those diuretics? No, they're just white chocolate chocolate they're chips. They're chips. It's just chips. But my number one, I haven't seen a ton of. I know there have been some movies about it, but my number one is going to be The Skinwalker. I've, I've heard a lot of stories, like, you know, podcast stories and whatnot. Um, those kind of things. And it's, it is really, really a, a creepy situation. You know, all the stories that are, that are put forth. Um, I, I, I think it, I think there's some uh, interesting stories to be told there as far as the movie, movie realm is concerned. The Skinwalker, because the stories are so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like personally to me, the Skinwalker is always like, it, it's like two kids arguing about stuff. Like, you know, I'm, I made a monster that's got big talons. Oh yeah. Well, my monster's got big talons and can turn into anything like that. Like my dad can beat up your dad kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, cause at a certain point it's like, yeah, my, like they're supposed to be bulletproof, super fast. They can be anything. Yeah. Shape they shift. can, they can, yeah. yeah, they can shape shift. They can murder stuff. They can cause other things to happen. They're like, the story just grows and grows and grows. And that it'd be a spooky as hell movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, just don't watch it on Skinwalker Ranch on Netflix. <laughs> <sighs> I 
Not the same. It's just not. (laughs) No, it's not even a porn thing. It's like, I mean, I I talked about it on the show. Yeah, we did, yeah. Like, this thing is making all of our electronics not work. Yeah, but I'm watching them film you talk about it. So clearly your electronics work. Yeah. Because the camera would be the first to go. Just saying. Yeah. It's like they think people are stupid. Well, Well, I mean, they they are. are, but... So, uh, we're done. That's our top five list. And guys, remember, you, do you want to do the contact info, Greg? Uh, no, it's uh, Omar does contact info. Omar, are you ready with contact oh. info? Of course I'm not ready with contact info. Why would I be? Actually, it says That's... Greg under contact info. <gasps> I know, but remember uh, we do that We do that thing where we make Omar do it every time because he never has it ready. Oh, wait, 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 that's, right, that's right. It's frozen. Yeah, we're going to do that like completely non-planned bit. At all, scrolling, where we like make Omar do it, and then he doesn't do it. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So anyway, the contact five um, list. Um. Wait. Okay. What so, did we do? That's Goliath. <laughs> okay. So, uh, guys, like uh, us on whatever podcast uh, thing you are listening to us on, scrolling. and then review us because that helps. Uh, do not mention Omar because we want positive reviews. Interview um, with a vampire. What are we doing? Uh, you can check us out on giveme5podcast.com, and you can find all of our information there. And I will post Omar's address on there, so if you <laughs> murder him and fashion his skin into some sort of skin suit for Halloween, that's fine. You can do that. You, um, you can post my address. You are all welcome to come over. We'll hit the beach. We'll have a barbecue. It'll be great. Yeah, see. We'll make suits and then, out of Omar's skin. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah well, exactly. Sadly, that's a one-time thing. So we got to uh, coincide. We got to make sure that 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 the right people are there at the right time for that. Teresa. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. And if you uh, uh, want to want stuff that is like that, you can advertise to the world that you're like, I listen to the Give Me Five podcast. You can go to Give Me Five podcast.threadlist.com. We've got all sorts of fun shirts. And I wish I had more time to design more because I don't. But I want to. So Alas. just think about that. Alas. Think about all the cool stuff that could be there. Yeah. Like, I really want to do a Halloween shirt. Like, I really do. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's going to that's gonna do it for this evening. Hope you all enjoyed the show. And remember, like I always say, you only fail when you stop trying. Or fuck a goat. Whoa, what? That's not a failure in my eyes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs>